Welcome to another edition of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I am Zeke, uh, sometimes known as Mike Zielinski. Welcome. Uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, please like us on Facebook and don't forget to su subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. My guest today is head coach Larry Corville of the Reading Royals. Welcome, Larry. Thank you very much. Uh, when you and I last spoke, you had a lot of question marks. Your season was just opening up. You had so many new faces. They needed to wear ID tags in the locker room. Now, here you are, 8-4, and four, and you're having a really nice season. You, uh, your defense uh, is solid and deep. Uh, you have a, a high-scoring team. You have a great shutdown line, good goalkeeping. How have you, how have you done this? Well, so far it's been pretty good. Obviously, you know, when you have a bunch of new players and uh, coming in from year to year, you never know how it's going to work out for your team. So uh, we've been very happy. We set a goal at the beginning of the year. We usually do 10-game segments, but uh, with having 72 games, our first segment was 12 games, and we and we wanted to go 8-4, and four, and we achieved that in, in our first segment. So, um, so far things are clicking right now, uh, both offensively and defensively. Looking at the stats, we were the second best team scoring goals and the second team uh, defending goals against. So, and obviously our record's been pretty good, so hopefully that will continue through the rest of the season here. Now you've had uh, a lot of kind of one-sided games, kind of interesting. Well, yeah, either most, you know, as of late they've been a little closer to the games. And you but, were happy uh, about that because it, sometimes it's good to play under pressure. Well, for sure, something you want, you want your team to perform when it's under, like you said, when it's a one-goal game or a two-goal game, you see how they react. But a lot of our games, to be honest, have been kind of blowouts. Either, you know, we've won a lot of games where it's been 6 nothing or 5-1. But we also played some really bad games, like our home opener. We lost, I believe, seven to three. Uh, so when we're really good, we're you really good. When we're really out. bad, we're bad. I remember reading that you almost walked off. Yeah, the I felt you know one of those games when you're, especially your home opener, when you have a sold out crowd, you want to perform really well for your fans. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't very pretty. It was one of those games where, as a coach, you just want to kind of walk off the bench. Now you have a good team; they're performing well most of the time. But as a coach, the disparity in performance, where you have the highs and the lows. Uh, maybe a little extreme at times. I mean, how do you deal with that, and how do you change that? Well, basically, how I deal with it is basically, um, you know, I show lots of video and, 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 and show the guys our mistakes and what we need to be, uh, what we need to do better. You know, we talk about consistency. We talk about our practice habits, uh, little things that way to make us improve. So, uh, so far it's been good, and hopefully we'll just get better now as a team. How... how the chemistry has developed pretty well, right? Uh, quicker than you may have imagined? Yeah, you know, initially my teams are notorious for having slow starts. We started that way, and, and as of late, things have gone pretty well for us, and it um, seems like the, the guys are meshing well together, and hopefully, you know, with guys coming, we've lost several guys, too, to our lineup, yeah, you've and had, it seems like it's, you know, we've picked up some guys that's, that's helped us. I think there's a turnstile in your locker room every year. Well, it seems and like every day. the nature of ECHL. Well, yeah, it seems like every day. You, like, we lost two goalies here in the last two days, so. Oh, you uh, lost two goalies? Our two goalies. We brought in a couple of guys that are not as well-known in our league, but um, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of days. Because uh, we have a subsequent show coming up, and we'll talk about player development, things like that. But uh, you're also here to win, so you kind of bridge things like that. So with the new keepers, uh, keepers, goalies, yeah. uh, how, our last show was a soccer show, uh, with, the, uh, with the two new goalies, because obviously they have to interact with your defensemen, things like that. How long does it take to develop? Well, that's a good question. Sometimes it takes all year. So uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, sometimes it's quicker than others. We, you know, 
we try to communicate on the ice as much as possible, and it really helps when our defense and our forwards communicate with the goalie and, and let, let them know some scenarios. Obviously, we'll show them video, uh, show they should expect certain areas of the puck to be in certain times of the game. So, uh, you know, the goalie's there to stop pucks. That's the main focus, so hopefully they'll do a good job for us here. Uh, talk a little bit about your defenders. You're really deep there. Uh... And you have, a, I guess, one of your guys is your leading scorer who has a tremendous slap shot, correct? Yeah, Adam Comrie, he's a, he's yes. a gentleman. I believe he's leading the league in all defensemen and scoring right now. We've had for the last three years up and down. Uh, most times, you know, he's played for us and been called up to the American League for several amount of games. Uh, this year he hasn't gone up yet. He's on AHL contract with the Flyers uh, in, in Lehigh Valley. So we're fortunate to have him at this time. And uh, if, we, if he continues to play like the way he's doing, I, ex I expect him to get called up eventually. Uh, he's got a great shot. He's a great player offensively, obviously. And now we've put him in a situation where he's actually a great defense for us defensively also. He's, he's on the penalty kill. Uh, he's on the ice last minute of the game for the game's tight. So um, he's done a really good job. We have a number of defensemen that are, are, are doing very well. Like LaMarche was with us last year. And he's your captain. He's probably, some people think he might be your best player last year. He was probably our best consistent defenseman last year on both sides of the puck, offensively and defensively. Uh, you know, he's strong, he competes well, he skates the puck well, he moves it well. So we have a number of guys. We picked up uh, Kevin Young on a trade to try to solidify our defense. We felt like we needed another guy. You know, Jordan Haywood had a great rookie year last year. Todd Perry played for me five years ago, who's come back and, and, and done very well for us defensively. So. There's a number of guys. I'm sure I'm missing some guys here, not only on defense, on forwards that we can talk about. Everyone's really playing well right now, and, and we're looking to continue that success. And with your forwards, uh, I understand your philosophy is you have two like scoring lines, and then you have a shutdown line. And your shutdown line has really played very well, and that's a big reason why your goals against are so low. For sure. That's my, the way I like to do things. Other coaches do some you know, things a little different. I like to have two lines that are there more to produce offensively, but also have to play well defensively. But I also have, like to have my role guys as a shutdown line, like you said. They usually play, especially at home. Uh, on the road, it's a little tougher to get your matchup. But at home, we try to get them against their other team's best line offensively so they can shut them down, and, and they've done an excellent job so far. How prevalent is that philosophy? You're saying not, not everybody does it, obviously. Yeah. But would you say that's more common than uncommon? Uh, I would say, you know, as coaches, I think we're all looking for different mixes and, and mm -hmm. uh, different roles to bring to a team. And I think you need a combination of, you know, offense and also great defensive players and um, to be successful. And, we, you know, we won a championship a few years ago with that kind of model. Uh, and we're looking to repeat and do that again. So, I, you know, I think you just can't have an offensive team or a great defensive team because maybe you're lacking defensively if you have a great offensive team. Maybe if you're a great defensive team, you're lacking the offense right. and you can't score goals. So I really believe that you have to have a mixture. And that's why it's a team sport. It's not just one guy who, you know, like in, or in, uh, in uh, baseball where you got the pitcher that basically can steal a game. Right. Really, you need your 18 guys for us. So as the season uh, goes on, and obviously it's as we tape, it's only uh, November, mid-November, mid you're going to have a lot more flux in your roster as well so is it difficult to project where you're going to be at first it's always difficult yeah. it's always a roller coaster as a coach trying to make sure that you have enough players to perform every night you're resting the guys you're, there's injuries there's call-ups uh, I don't know how many over the years there's been times where we've used 60 players there's been times where we use 30 it depends on the year obviously it, it depends on the trickle effect with the Flyers and Lehigh Valley and their injuries they have right 
uh, the trades that they possibly make. Uh, goaltending is a huge issue all the time when making sure that you have good enough goaltending every night to, to win hockey games. So it's probably harder to be a coach at this level than it is at the higher levels just because of the, the roster changes. Uh, you know, that's what I've been told. Obviously, I haven't coached at the American League in the NHL yet, but to, to manage the roster situation and to manage sometimes apartments and other things off the ice that other coaches don't do, obviously recruiting and all that kind of stuff comes yeah. into play. We're going to get into that in a subsequent show. But whatever you're doing, you're doing a heck of a job. You've made the playoffs all six seasons. You've been the head coach of the Royals, full seasons. And I believe, what, the last three years you've had 45 win-plus seasons and you alluded, I guess you're – the Kelly Cup was 2013, was it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's my goal. Like one of my goals I set this year is try to achieve more than 46 wins. That's been our our best year. And you know, you always, as a coach and as players, always set goals for themselves. And that'd be a goal for us to to hopefully get also 100 points. I don't think we've ever had a 100 point season. So that's a goal that I set. And then my third goal, obviously, is winning the championship again. Yeah. Uh, you're in second place at this point. Uh, who do you see? Of course, their rosters will change too, but who are your, the top threats for you from winning division? Well, we haven't seen a whole lot of teams right now, but our division, Adirondack, looks like right now they're in first or two yeah. points ahead of us. We haven't seen them. I know they're well coached. Kel McLean actually played in Reading before, uh, coached in South Carolina, coached in the American League. I have a lot of respect for Kel. And I'm sure he's, you know, he's done a really good job with his players. So until I see them, the teams that I, uh, I've seen on paper that are looking strong, obviously Florida is always a team that's right now at the top of the league. Uh, Toledo usually has a pretty good team, even though they're only about 500 right now. Uh, Fort Wayne is struggling because of some of the injuries and call-ups that they've had. So it's still early. So uh, we haven't seen a whole bunch of teams, but uh, by the end we should have a good uh you know, see where we're at in the standings. You know, that's a good point because of the way the league's structured, and it's a sprawling league. Uh, I know it used to be the East Coast, and they just they got rid of that because you yeah. guys are a lot wider than the East Coast. What is the, uh, you know, so you, you group, you cluster your games. You'll play like three games in three days, yeah. and, then, and you have long bus rides. Uh, that's tough for players. Well, it's going to be tougher for us this year, especially with the uh, new teams that came in our division with Norfolk and Manchester and Irondack now is our division. Uh, and, you know, last week we had four and five games. We traveled to Willing, came back, played another game on Friday. Um, it's a lot of travel. Manchester, I believe, is a six-hour drive or even longer possibly. Norfolk is at least a five-and-a-half-hour five drive. So it's tough because a lot of times we'll be traveling the day of the game, you know, be on the bus for five-and-a-half five wow. hours, six hours, play a game, and then travel back and play maybe on a Saturday again. It's good the players are young. Well, yeah, but the coach is old, right? So, <laughs> Well, you guys ought to talk to the owner, Jack lot. You guys need your own plane. Is that a possibility? Well, that would be nice, actually, real nice. <laughs> but I guess uh, you have to sell a few more tickets uh, yeah. to make that happen. Uh, what, what has been the formula? And basically, and we'll get into this a little bit more depth later, but you fit guys, to, which I think is very amazing, you fit guys to fit your system but the guys keep changing. So you're playing chess with a lot of moving parts. Well, I think the biggest thing for me to be successful, and I, I know what you say we'll talk about it later at some different time, but is recruiting, I think, is the biggest key for a coach at this level to be successful, to make sure you're bringing the right people, the right character, mm -hmm. uh, and the right roles that you need for your team to be successful. The other thing is just making sure everyone's buying into the system and working on it and executing it. Um, and if they don't, you get rid of them? And if they don't, you got to get rid of them, right? So yeah. it's, it's, but for the most part, we've, I think we've done a good job as an organization is, 
is picking the right people and, and working with those people, making sure they understand. I think it's, um, you know, we've done it, guys have accepted the roles and understand that this is the best, even though they may not want to play a certain role, it's the best thing for the team and they understand that. So uh, it's always about the success of the team, not one individual, obviously. And, and uh, so far, you know, our players have done a really good job for that. And, and you usually have a, vic, uh, a mix of veterans and younger players? We do. I think it's important to have the right older guys, veteran guys that are, are there to teach the young guys and, uh, you know, show by example and show by experience. And, but I also think it's important to have a, a number of young guys that will push the older guys, right? So, you know, usually the older guys have the experience, their legs may not be as good, uh, but you have the younger guys pushing them to be better. Mm -hmm. So, I, like you said, we talked about roles and stuff. It's also important to have age groups and, and, and leadership type of guys and the young guys pushing the older guys to be better. All right. Well, thank you very much, Larry. C congratulations and continued success. And uh, I know Reading loves a winner, and uh, they've loved you guys. So. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everybody.